What is up and welcome back to Zen Business, the show that studies health and mindfulness habits that ultra high performers use to reach the top of their industry and their craft. I'm your host, Jonathan Maxim, Managing Director at K&J Growth Hackers and founder of five digital companies. We've grown these companies to great levels and created an exciting and fulfilling life for our team members, but the truth is it was much more challenging than we ever could have imagined. All right, now let's jump in. All right, what is up and welcome back to Zen Business. In this episode, I'm gonna keep it short and sweet and I wanna explain to you one core concept that is gonna be relevant for every day of your life going forward. And that is the 10 steps to get into a flow state. So if you don't know what flow state is, flow state essentially means your mind, body, and spirit are all in synchronicity, meaning you are feeling good, your energy is positive, you got a good balance of excitement and calmness, and your creative and analytical brains are in balance. So to achieve that state, of course, you need balance in all these different areas of your life. So I'm gonna go over that today. But essentially, when you get into flow state, work and creativity just start flowing out of you. It's a really euphoric feeling, and it's really how most of the luminaries that you can think of today, that's really how they produce. So a lot of people, including myself, will set aside blocks of at least two hours of time to get into a dedicated flow state and have that deep work time. Now there is a difference between deep work and flow state and you can research that on your own, but today we're gonna go into flow state. So before we go into the 10 steps of how to get into flow state, let's start with one fundamental one that I wanna add as a bonus and an important and pertinent one. That is having a flow state routine. So remember, we're trying to get into a state of creativity, feeling good, focus, analytical and intellectual skills all at work at the same time. So if you think about that, that means you have to have your mind and your body in some type of uh, state before you can get there, right? So for me, I like to do journaling to quiet down my mind. I like to meditate and then have coffee. Um, I like to do yoga or work out at the beginning of the day or surf at the beginning of the day. So however you go about it, Figure out what are the triggers. Some people need five to seven triggers. Other people need two to three. Generally, you start with more triggers or more steps to get into flow state. And as you get better at them and you repeat that process, you need fewer and fewer of them to create the neuro-linguistic programming that triggers that, right? So if you, for example, every day do these seven steps, meditate, pray, yoga, quiet time, and then journal or something like that, eventually you can do just the last step of journaling and your mind will already be calibrated to that mindset so it'll just snap right in. So don't be too hard on yourself at first. Figure out what it is that gets you inspired, gets you excited, gets you calmed and in a state of focus and then write those out as a series of steps and then eliminate them over time the more that you practice that. But of course you have to practice getting into flow state basically on a daily basis. So For me, like I said, uh, achieving flow state typically involves a workout in the morning, and then I actually defer caffeine until about 9 a.m., and then I walk my dog, so I take a nice, you know, 20, 30-minute walk every morning, and then I do a workout or a surf or yoga or something like that, and then after I've cleaned and showered up and I'm feeling good physically, my mind is clear from the walk, and my body has been stimulated from a workout and then a cold shower, then I'm typically in a really great state of mind. And that's when I can clock right into flow state. And that's typically when I start my day. So then I start with prioritizing and figuring out what I need to work on that day. And then I get right into that deep work. So I cut out from 10 a.m. to noon. I don't take any calls. 
and that way I can do all flow state deep work during that time. Okay, so now let's jump to the 10 steps to achieve a flow state. So the first one is attentional focus. I think this one is pretty obvious, but this is the most important one to me. Removing distractions. You will be amazed at how easy work becomes when you don't have a lot of distractions. So I like to use the do not disturb function on my Apple devices. All the devices are coordinated to it. So if you turn it off on your iPhone, it happens on your laptop and your iPad and so on. So that is the easiest way to reduce distractions. I also keep my tabs limited to five on the browser. I close applications like Slack when I'm trying to get work done, close iMessage, all that stuff when I'm trying to get work done. And it will put you into a, a very calm state. You'll realize that every inbound notification stimulates a little bit of energy in you. And when you accumulate a lot of those, it basically creates like a frantic feeling in your subconscious level and then it prevents you from getting into flow state. Second, you need to have a clear challenge and you need to have a balance of challenge. So. When I say challenge, I mean something that is not too easy and not too difficult. As my coach, the, the former coach of Dave Asprey, the, the CEO at Bulletproof, she said, you wanna be leaning into your edge, but not beyond your edge and not before your edge. You wanna be right in that, that slightly scary space, right? And that's when your mind and your body are challenged in a way that bring out the best in you. If the work is too easy, as you know, your mind just kind of wanders away and maybe it looks at Instagram or something like that. So you need an adequate amount of challenge, but if it's too challenging, as you've probably seen, if you try to do some like really deep analytical work that is new to you, then you will run into a wall and get uninspired and end up procrastinating. So you need to find that balance of challenge. Number three, goal oriented. It's really important when you set aside a time block to get something done that you have a clear outcome of what you're looking for. You don't have to finish a whole project, but you can finish one milestone in a project. For example, I'm launching a new process where our call centers will call all the leads that come through this one form. Now, that whole process of getting a call script written and building automations and building reminder sequences and all that stuff, that could probably take like a week to build. So this morning when I worked on that, all I focused on was getting the call script done and making the automation. And I achieved that, now I feel good about myself but I had a clear outcome that I was looking for and it was a doable outcome. Number four, you need something that provides a feedback loop. You can't just be working in perpetuity forever on something that you're not getting any results from, right? There needs to be little uh, mental carrots along the way, things that keep you inspired, show your signs of progress, show you that you're doing something uh, meaningful, right? That you're getting closer to that goal. So like in the last example that I said, if I need to build an automation sequence that sends a text message and then schedules a call and then sends a reminder to both parties or something like that, each of those steps is a feedback loop. So when I built the reminder text message, I sent a, a text to my device to confirm you know, how it looked and stuff like that. And that felt like a little morsel of pleasure and a little win because that was one step closer to the goal. So it's great to work on tasks that are gonna have a constant feedback loop for you or if they don't have one, you need some way of creating that, maybe stepping back and looking at your work and zooming out a little bit. Okay, number five, personal control. You'll have a hard time getting into flow if you feel like you are a spectator. You need to actively be involved in the project. You need to have uh, a hand over the outcome, right? So 
if you're trying to do something where like, let's just say there's all these dependencies and outside parties that people you need to go to, one, you're gonna end up messaging a bunch of people and you're gonna end up getting distracted. You're gonna see emails and other messages that you need to answer and stuff like that. And that will just break down your mental flow state. So it's important to work on tasks that you have a high level of control, let's just say 80% over the outcome so that you can get most of it done yourself and then just save all of the references for after. Number six, there is a sense of timelessness that comes with flow state. So this is when your mind forgets about time, right? So this is when you're so highly present that, that, that you're not worried about the, the clock, right? Now that state is hard to achieve, but we all know how good that feels. That is the best feeling in the world. As they say, time flies when you're having fun. As a kid and you're out riding your bike and you're skateboarding or whatever you're doing, you're enjoying it at such a high state of presence, one, because that was before the time of cell phones, but two, you're just in the moment, right? You're just living that. And so whether you get there through meditation or for from removing distractions or whatever your method is for uh, creating that sense of timelessness, that is really what's going to let the work just flow out of you. I love the word flow because it's like a river and it's like pouring in. So when you open the dam and you stop you know, you block out all of the distractions and you open this floodgate, the, the inspiration, the insights, the creativity, they all just flow through. And that's really when you reach a state of timelessness. On that same token, number seven, achieving a state of peace. You have to feel calm in order to achieve flow. You can't have a bunch of outside stimulus or you can't be frantic or upset or anything like that. It's going to distract you. And if you're at a high enough state of awareness, you can feel that distraction while it's happening. Most people can't feel the distraction. But what I can tell you from my own personal negative experiences when I'm grumpy or when I'm in a bad mood or somebody screwed me over or something like that, it's very hard to get into a flow state. Now, once you do, you typically get a lot of momentum, but knowing me and the way my mind works, it still crops up and bothers me. So it's best to try to deal with that through Journaling, I think journaling is probably the best way to deal with that because you get it all on paper, you make cohesive sentences out of your thoughts and you take it out of your mind and you put it on the paper. Number eight, intrinsic motivation. So you really wanna be working on things that inspire you. Intrinsic motivation means excitement from the inside to get something done. Extrinsic motivation would be like your boss is demanding it and you have to get it done, it's an external motivator. Whereas intrinsic would be, this is work that inspires me. This is work that has an impact. This is meaningful. This feels good. Um, maybe it's just fun. You know, like design work is particularly fun for me. I was trained in design first, and that's a very creative pursuit. So I always like to do a little bit of design work here and there. So whatever that balance of creativity and functionality is in your work and what work inspires you, when you strike that balance and you're feeling that from within, then you're easily going to drop into that flow state. Number nine, disconnect from your physical needs. So when you're in the zone, you might forget that you're thirsty or tired or need to use the restroom or have a loss of consciousness from being fully engaged in an activity. This mental state, you may forget to eat or whatever, or be in an uncomfortable position, but at the end of the day, that is when your mind and body are such a high state of presence that these little things, they don't even bother you. So. You, you should actually, if you're interested in this particular concept, read the book by Alan Watts. He's a philosopher on, on mindfulness. I think his book is called Get Out of Your Mind. Anyway, I'll leave it in the show notes. But he his whole hypothesis is that you don't need to meditate. You don't need to do yoga or any of these things to become present. You just need to be. 
Stop overthinking it. Stop creating attachments and expectations for yourself. Just be. And that's really how you can disconnect from the physical aspect. Lastly, single-mindedness. Perhaps the most important and frustrating is that you can't multitask your way into flow. In order to get in the right state of mind, you have to have all your attention on the task at hand. It makes sense after all. You can't experience attentional focus without giving your entire attention to something. So I used to think that I needed a lot of like caffeine or fruit or supplements or whatever to get into that optimal mind state. What I realized I was doing was heightening the activity level in my brain and it felt like I was being more productive. But the truth was after I tried working some evenings that when I had fewer distractions, I actually have more energy. So I didn't really need caffeine or anything like that. I was doing high intellect work, you know, when it's dark outside and I'm tired about to go to bed, somehow I'm producing high quality work. How does that work? Well, the truth is, is that I've removed distractions. I'm not getting a bunch of messages and it's late and it's quiet and it's dark and there's just not going to be people that are bugging me. So it's actually more powerful to remove outside distractions and incentives and anything else than it is to add in energetic factors. And so now I only drink one cup of coffee per day for that reason. I realized that wasn't contributing to my productivity. So I started removing it and then removing other things like too many meetings throughout the day, taking meetings in my mornings when I had my highest state of energy and my best focus levels. So it was all about removing. It wasn't an adding to process. So to recap, the 10 steps to get to a flow state are attentional focus, challenge, the right level of challenge, goal-oriented, clear outcome, a feedback loop, something where you can see progress as you go, personal control over the outcome, not having a lot of outside people you need to reference, timelessness, losing your mind in the time, and then peace, having quiet before you get started, intrinsic motivation, doing something that inspires you, disconnecting from your physical needs, and single-mindedness. So that's it for today's episode. If you like this format, please let me know. Shoot a comment below, share it with a friend, leave a review on the app store, let me know what you think, and I'll see you in the next episode.